1: Cowboys, Packers, Sunday, pregame, play-by-play, postgame, all on this radio station. We are your home of the NFC East champs, the home of Mike McCarthy, Fridays at 6.30. And we have to preview the Packers with a guy that we had on last time. He was fantastic. So we tracked him down, Rob Domofsky, Packers beat reporter for ESPN, joining us on the DNM Leasing Hotline. Good morning, Rob. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. How worried should we be? How uneasy should we be? Because we're basically stamping the ticket to the NFC Championship game. We're certainly just getting through the Green Bay Packers. How, how, how uneasy do you think that feeling should be?
2: Well, I, uh, it depends on who you are, I guess. Uh, I think you guys should be okay. Um, I I think Mike McCarthy's probably pretty nervous because, you know, Mike, obviously, I I heard him talk the other day about facing uh, the Packers last time and how he wishes he didn't, you know, bring up his time here and and all that. Look, this is, I mean, the Packers are playing with house money, and I guess that could be a dangerous thing for, you know, another team. But I I think the Packers are, you know, probably a year away from, from being in a position where they can and win this game in advance. Um, I, I, I think it was, you know, for them, it's great they made the playoffs. It's a huge uh, starting point for Jordan Love and this young offense. But, um, you know, defensively, they've struggled so much this year that I just I don't see how Dallas doesn't put up 30 uh, on these guys. And, and I would think that would be enough.
1: Is their defense, like, good up front, bad on the back? Is that kind of how this is?
2: uh not necessarily i mean it's been the problem with this defense is that it's been good in in spots and then bad in those same spots in other games like it's not just one thing like they 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 allowed four four games they allowed um 200 yards rushing uh to, to four different teams that's, nobody's done that in the nfl that's that's bad and then they've had games where they can stop the run and a guy like Baker Mayfield throws for 381 yards against them. So it's 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 been it's it's not that they've been bad in one area. They've just been bad at different times, uh, and and they've played some good defense at times too. I mean, they they went up to Detroit on Thanksgiving, played really well there. Um, they they held up fine against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they won that game. But it's just it's just been one of these defenses where you just never know when it's going to go bad, and in what way it's going to go bad.
1: Fill in the blank, Rob. Jair Alexander is? All about Jair Alexander. (laughs) Is he a great cornerback on the field?
2: Um, I think when he wants to be and when he's fully engaged. And I'm just not sure that's where he is right now. Um, It's been a weird, weird run for him. And... Um, you know, I, I could say a weird dude too to finish that sentence. He's, he's a, he's a different guy. Um, and, and I mean, he I still think he's a good player. I just don't know that he's ever going to be the player he was in like 2020, 2021, when he was an all pro guy.
3: Uh, Rob, you mentioned Mike McCarthy there a little bit in the, the reunion. Now that the dust has settled a little bit, it, it seemed like there were a lot of people ready to get Mike McCarthy out the door in 2018 what is his reputation there in green Bay now that things have kind of settled down Is he thought of pretty favorably in that, in that city. Uh,
2: Yeah, I do think so. And, and even, even in 2018, you know, when he got let go, I think there were people who, um, not necessarily, um, thought he should have stayed, but thought he deserved a better ending. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, not, not let go with four games left in, in a season. After all he accomplished here in 13 years, uh, I honestly, from the Packers fans that I know, I think Packers fans are really rooting for Mike, not just against the Packers, You know, only just just not when they play the Packers. I do think that, you know, I think that if the Packers end up losing Sunday, I think there'll be a lot of people here that after that and after the, you know, the disappointment of that goes away, that they'll probably want to see Mike take this thing as far as he can go. He's, um, he he still, you know, he still, he still has a, a home here. He still spends time here in the off season. Um he's he he still led this team to their last Super Bowl win, uh to what, four or five NFC championship games. Um, you know, I, I do think Mike uh Mike is very, very much revered here.
3: Are, are you surprised, or, or I guess not surprised, What what is your impression of, of the work from the outside that he's done with Dak Prescott? Or do you think that that coupling, does it surprise you that we've seen so much success from Dak, or, or is this what you would have expected with him taking things over this, from Kellen Moore?
2: This is what I would have expected when he th- got the job in 20, uh, 2020. I mean, I, I, I was as surprised as anybody that Mike didn't, take the you know didn't call the plays right away and because and I mean that's his that's what his specialty is that's that's why you hire Mike McCarthy you hire Mike McCarthy for two reasons one to work closely with a quarterback and two to be the offensive play caller and you now obviously you know Jerry wanted Kellen to to you know to be in that role for, for 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 the time and and I was just a little surprised that you know that Mike I guess not that I'm not I want to say I'm surprised he agreed to that but that's not Mike's You know, it's not Mike's way, and so when when he took over this offseason, you know, I thought, boy, this could be really good for for Dak, and it turns out it looks like it has turned out that way, And, and, and Mike's really good at those things, so... Um, you know, I guess, I guess I'm i not really surprised.
1: ESPN's Rob Domofsky joining us here at 105 through the fan. He's, we're going behind enemy lines. Um, Jordan Love, do they let him try to take over the game? Is he managing the game? What kind of player has he become in the second half of the year?
2: Yeah, different one the second half of the year than, than the first half for sure. I mean, this is a guy who – You know, quite frankly, you you go turn on any game from the month of October, and he just looked uncomfortable, um, looked unsure of himself, uh, just did not look like he had command of the offense. And and as we got into mid to late November, you know, he just started to get more and more comfortable in the offense, more and more comfortable with the guys around him. And this is the youngest team, you know, in in the league and one of the youngest ever to make the playoffs, and it's especially young at the skill positions. Um, They they don't have – a catch by a player that has uh, by a receiver that has uh, more than two years of experience because they don't have a receiver that has more <laughs> than two years of experience. So um, it, it's, it's been, he's been really, really good. The second, you know, probably the last. So since, since the chargers game, which I think was week 11, he's been really good. Um, like, I think it's 18 touchdowns, one interception and, he, and he's just, they've, they've given him more freedom, more responsibility, and and he's earned it, and he's done really well with it. Um, he Look, he is still at the, you know, probably the, the 200 level, uh, of course, you know, in, in the quarterback uh, learning scale, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, was graduate school level uh, when he left here, so there's still much more for Jordan Love to do. Um, the one thing that he's done really well is take care of the ball. Uh, he's got the one interception in the last eight weeks. Now, he did fumble uh, against the Bears when it was still a one-score game, and you know, but, but I don't think, you know, the one thing with young quarterbacks that you always worry about is turnovers. And he really hasn't had that problem here the second half of the season.
3: What do you think the Matt LaFleur approach is in this game? Is it, is it going to be, hey, let's stay out of track meet. Let's not play that style of ball with Dallas. Let's try and, you know, lean on Aaron Jones, who's played really well lately. What, what do you think the approach yeah. is for them?
2: Yeah, I, I think the approach is a little bit of that, but it's also, you know, you can't stop doing what you've been doing well, and that's been mixing play action um, and taking some shots down the field. Uh, and, and and I don't mean just like they're not just, you know, throwing bombs all the time, but they are throwing a lot of, you know, 15, 20-yard crossing routes and, and things like that. and then, I mean, they got Jaden Reed on a catch and run. You know, that probably if he was tackled, probably would have been a 15-yard gain, but it turns into a 50-some-yard play. Uh, now, it, it, the dynamic also could change if they have Christian Watson back. Um, he has not played in like six weeks with a hamstring injury. And any. And you know, I thought he was going to play last week, and, and they held him out. So he either, A, had a setback, or B, they were saving him for this game, and I find it hard to believe they were saving him because they needed to win that game. To get in, so they may not have their their deep threat, their best deep threat guy, again, but they've managed just fine without him. But you you're right about Aaron Jones. I mean, three straight 100 yard games, uh, two of them were 120 plus yard games, and had he had he gotten the third, uh, I think it was just under 120, but had he gotten a 120 against the Bears, it would have been the first time in Packers history that any running back had ever run for 120 in three straight games. And this team's been around for a little while.
1: Rob, uh I was going to take it to the Cowboys run defense cuz teams have shown they can push them around. Uh is that you think the biggest Achilles heel for Dallas in matching up? What is the status of the Packers offensive line to go along with Aaron Jones?
2: Yeah, this isn't really it's not a power running game per se, so if if Dallas struggles with, you know, teams that kind of, you know, run it down their throat, then um, you know, this is not that offense. Um, It's a little bit more of a get out to the edge and let Aaron Jones turn a corner. Uh, When Aaron Jones was out with the injury, AJ Dillon, who who was much more of a bruising back, you know, I would say had, you know, moderate success at best uh, and, and wasn't able to overpower people per se. Uh, This is an offensive line that has a lot of names that people probably never heard of. Um, You know, David Bakhtiari, their, their star left tackle has been out since the first game. He played one game this year and, and then was done they've rotated guys at left tackle and right guard throughout the season, like, and throughout the games, like they, they they'll play, uh, they're starting left tackle, They'll play like two series. And they'll bring in somebody to play a series and then they'll go back to the guy. It's strange. It's really strange. <laughs> they're doing the same thing at right guard. John Runyon jr. Is their starter, but they're, they'll play, they'll throw this this kid, Sean Ryan, a, a draft pick last year in there for, you know, 15, 20 plays a game. I, I've never really seen, Uh, that done before in my 20 some years covering this team Um, you know you don't you don't usually rotate offensive linemen during the Mm -hmm. game but they're doing it and they seem to be doing it with uh, some degree of success.
1: Packers reporter Rob Domofsky joining us here 105 through the fan Uh, is this easily the worst matchup uh, for Green Bay Uh, were they clearly rooting for San Fran to beat the Rams last week?
2: Yeah, there's no question, and I mean, the the only the only worst matchup would be San Fran, probably, right? right? Yeah. San Francisco's ended the, just like the Cowboys. I mean, San Francisco has beaten Matt Lafleur's teams in the playoffs twice in his uh, you know five years as the coach here. Uh, they've gone to Detroit and won. You know, they they went there on Thanksgiving, and and, and to be honest with you, they really dominated the game. Uh, at Detroit I don't think Detroit's playing anywhere near as well as they were playing you know early in the year and then you know everybody watched Sam Laporta their rookie tight end go down um, you know in in the early window games right before the Packers played so yeah they there's no question they would have rather gone to Detroit than Dallas everyone here knows you know just how explosive the Dallas offense is and I'll be honest with you I'm not sure you mentioned Jair Alexander I don't know how they cover CeeDee Lamb Uh, and, and he's obviously not the only guy that that gives teams problems they've had trouble covering tight ends and certainly um you got one down there that's 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 capable and people in wisconsin certainly very familiar with with him from his time playing up here so uh yeah i don't think dallas was quite the matchup that they wanted however this is a such a young team and, and you know the, you always hear the ah they're so young they don't know what they don't know I do believe that this, this this team, you know, is that way. Um, they, they don't know that they're not supposed to go down to Dallas and win. And, and, and while I don't think they will, I don't think they'll be, you know, I don't think the moment will be too big for them. I think, they'll, I think they'll handle that part of it fine. I just don't think they have enough to stop the Cowboys offense.
1: Speaking of covering, we have to get your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers as a <laughs> New York Jet and on the Pat McAfee show this year. Your thoughts after covering Aaron for so long on him yeah. and all the headlines?
2: I've all, I always enjoyed covering Aaron during the season uh, and during his interactions with us. I didn't so much enjoy covering him in the off season <laughs> and on Tuesday <laughs> afternoons. So uh, uh, I will say, you know, from a from a um, standpoint of of a, of a guy of of the group of people who covers him on a daily basis. He was always great to deal with with us. He always gave really good answers. If you were working on a story and you asked a question about something specific, he would give a long, thoughtful answer, um, not just, you know, play it off. And and look, the games were really pretty exciting when he when he was involved in them for the most part. But the off-season stuff just sort of morphed into, um, you know, a different thing. He he tried, you know, for most of his career, he tried so hard to be the anti-Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre was the wild gunslinging quarterback who you know might throw five interceptions or five touchdowns but he might also throw five interceptions in a game and and, you know Aaron tried to be so different but I'd say in the end uh, you know from the off the field stuff he ended up a lot like Brett in terms of the you know high maintenance type of stuff that that you know has followed him through the end of his career so um, I, I don't listen to. Um, I, I occasionally listen to the McAfee Show on Tuesdays, but I don't listen to it with my notebook and my computer in hand, uh, having to re- write something. I listen to it when I'm, you know, running my errands on the off day on Tuesday uh, when I'm at the grocery store or wherever.
1: Who would Who would win the race for mayor in Green Bay between Favre and Rogers today? <laughs> well, I would have
2: said Favre, no question. Um, but the obviously the the whole welfare money issue down in Mississippi might have put a, a you know might have hurt his chances at the ballot. I, I will say this: during their careers and and after their careers, um, well, we'll say during their careers because we don't know exactly what the post-Roger's uh, career reaction will look like. But Brett was a beloved figure here, even after he went and played for the Vikings. I, I think people got over that pretty quickly. Brett was was always more of a man of the people um when he was here i mean you would see it times were different i get it there was no social media and all that but brett would be a a man about town and it wasn't unusual to see brett in a bar restaurant you know uh hanging out with his buddies uh and and aaron was much more of the you know california cool uh type of guy that that fans loved because he was a great player I don't know that they ever loved him because of the type of person that he was.
1: Rob, this was fantastic yet again. Thank you so much. Have a good trip to DFW, and we'll catch up with you.
2: Well, thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to getting out of the snow that we just got here. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it's nice and
1: warm down there. Oh, yeah. Well, our cold front's weekend. coming in this week. Safe travels, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be seeing you. Rob Domofsky on the DNM leasing hotline from ESPN. RJ thinks that Jim Harbaugh may have slipped up and given away his future plans. A hump day edition of the College Football Kegger is next